0: I gave it a one. Wow. <laughs> I don't like it. Bah humbug.
1: Hey guys, welcome to a very special episode of Movies and Meal Podcast, a podcast where we talk about movies and our things. Usually while we eat. I think we're actually done eating today, but um, you know the premise is still the premise. Uh, but in um, keeping with our tradition of kind of doing a crossover episode with uh, some of our friends and other uh, podcast crews um this year we have the what you should read podcast so uh you know rachel julia and kelly are gonna be talking to us and talking with us about movie adapted moody at movie adaptations of a christmas carol the obviously the charles dickens classic um but um first um what you should read podcast crew um you want to say hello
2: hey and I think you actually have it right, Ben. It it kind of is a moody adaptation. Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. My uh, my marble mouth has uh, actually made something that's, uh, uh, you know. <clears throat> at You've made time. gold, and...
3: Ben. You've made gold. Good job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, but. Sorry. No, it's okay. But, um, you know, this, I think this episode has been brewing for a while. And it's a great episode. I think. You know, I was rereading or re-listening to uh, last year's movie episode we had, and <clears throat> uh, I know that like some of the movies that we're going to talk about were in our top ten of uh, movies uh, that we enjoyed, and um, I think like one of the adaptations we're going to talk about was I think Keith's number one movie, um, Christmas movie for that year. So um, I've talked enough, so I'm going to defer to the What You Should Read podcast, and uh, if you all want to. Start us off or kind of talk a little bit more about the impetus of the episode and uh, we'll go from there.
2: Ah, Okay, sorry. Uh, So this is actually our first Christmas episode or maybe technically our 25th, depending on how much you count the the Advent minisode. But we definitely (laughs) wanted to talk about A Christmas Carol because if this ever comes up on Jeopardy, there it is the most filmed adaptation ever. There are, if you count TV episodes too, well over 130 different versions of this. And there probably only need to be like five.
0: I'm sure there are more to come. You know, this is a story that I think loves, people just love to reinterpret over and over again. And it's interesting because the book itself is really It's really more of a novella, you know, it's only, I think, 74 pages long, which for Charles Dickens must have been really hard to restrain himself. (laughs) This is a man who would publish thousand-page novels, bits at a time. But I think, you know, there's it's interesting to me how many adaptations there are and how different so many of them are, and how much. Uh, you know, movie creators are able to mine from this rather short tale that it just, it just shows what a great story it is.
4: Yeah, I myself never really get tired of seeing new adaptations of this book because it is, it is really interesting to see how different um, creators interpret the story, what they follow from the book and what they add to it from their own, you know, um, storytelling. And, It's just, it is a great story. I think it's timeless.
1: Yeah, you know, we really could probably do two, three, four years worth of reviewing different adaptations of uh, of this. And, um, you know, I was rewatching A Star is Born, the last one, and there's a scene where Sam Elliott basically talks about how in music, it's like the same, you have the same notes and the same bars that you play over and over again. And it's up to the artist to interpret uh, these things and make it their own. And I, you know, I think a Christmas Carol is a great example of that, how all these filmmakers, you know, we only reviewed, uh, I think six. And even the ones that are very close to the adaptation, um, they still have their own kind of subtle nuances and everything like that. So um Keith, uh, Brad, um, what did you guys think on your on your rewatches?
5: Well, I have to be honest, you know, this is not one of my favorite holiday tales. It's just I'm not quite bah Humbug, but I don't think I had seen any of these except the Muppets and Scrooged. I have to admit, you know, um they're just but they're all they're all lovable in their own way.
6: Yeah.
5: I think um we'll get into it. Um I think the older the better. I won't say any more than that, but I enjoyed doing it. And as Ben pointed out, you know, um, you have to pay to stream a lot of things now, but these are so much in the public canon that they're all on YouTube.
3: Yeah,
5: like all the the George C. Scott, the um, well, Patrick Stewart, and the Alistair Sim are all on YouTube. If you want to watch it that way? So it shows you how much it's beloved by everybody. And yeah, I um, I had fun with it because it's 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 not new to me, but the movie adaptations I didn't know a lot about.
3: Yeah. Um, well, I think I'm going to be the novice of the group here. I've only ever seen Scrooge. So, um, <laughs> so coming into like the more classic adaptations, the, uh, the Sim, the Stuart and the, uh, the Scott versions, um, uh, seeing them is like night and day. Um, but I did enjoy them. Um, I think it's just, and, and, um, just seeing like each nuance, I think it was mentioned before, like each, each director and each, um, actor just having their own like little nuance on the character and on the uh, the story material. Like some of them focus more on like Christmas past, Other uh, another movie focused more on Christmas present. I mean, it's just seeing the differences in them, like the attitudes of the actual spirits um just all in all. It's just, it's, it's an interesting, especially when you have so many of them to watch. So, I mean, like having six of them, just like back to back to back to back, just <laughs> watching them, just seeing the differences. I think it's pretty uh, an interesting uh exercise to do. So.
1: Great, great. Well, um, where do we begin? Um, Kelly, do you, want, uh, do you want to throw one out to start with? Or should we go oldest first? Um, how do you want to do it?
2: Uh, what, do you, what do you guys think? Because if, if, um, if we want to do a random order, uh, I know which one I would like to start with. But um, what, do, what do you guys think oldest first? Why don't, pick the, why don't you pick the one you
5: want yeah. first, and we'll go. I, yeah. I, I like the randomness of it. Yeah. Just pick one, and then we'll just we'll just throw them in as we like.
2: So the one I've probably seen the most is Scrooge, um, because like like a lot of people, I hope mm-hmm. I really like Bill Murray, and I like that this is a good Christmas movie, but it's not really like a sappy Christmas movie. It's yeah. It's a little bit almost mean-spirited, I think, but it also has Carol Kane and Alfre Woodard. so yeah, I I would say between those two things, it's pretty close to perfect um, and I it's it's so over the top with all of it. <laughs> and it it's almost like when they were making it, they thought, okay so the ghost of christmas future is always terrifying so let's just make it really terrifying with like <laughs> yeah. actual visible souls under its its yeah. cloak and just uh
3: And and to kind of go off of that, they do like a little bit of a juxtaposition on the uh, Christmas past and Christmas present too, where it seems like the ghost of Christmas past is always like shiny and always like angelic. And they have like a cigar smoking taxi cab driver for the ghost of (laughs) Christmas past. And then the ghost of Christmas present is sort of like this jovial man who's always like um, almost has like a um, Santa Claus ish feel to him. And they have a, um a woman wearing a fairy co- costume that's punching the crap out of Bill Murray. So, <laughs> so I, I just I, I enjoy how they they almost like they take the, the story itself and they like flip it on its head and just yeah. like, you know what, let's make our own little spin on it. And I think they do a real good job of that. So
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was my favorite part of this movie was the creativity they took with all of the ghosts. You know, they, it was a surprise to me um, because I have very strong feelings about how the ghost of Christmas past is always portrayed. And this one was a fun one. I thought I wasn't expecting it. I watched this movie a long time ago, but I didn't really remember much. So watching it this time was kind of a, a first watch for me almost. So I thought that was really fun. It was funny that Marley kind of didn't even really have chains. He had like mice coming out of his head.
6: Gross.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was gross. But so I, I thought it was, you know, interesting how they were creative with the ghosts. And then I also liked the relationship in this one with the bell character yeah Mm
6: -hmm. his
0: his his past love and i it was nice to have that relationship more fleshed out than in any other Mm -hmm. adaptation or in the book even itself so certainly this is the adaptation that took the most creative license of all the ones we
1: watched
5: yeah they made it a romantic comedy which you can't really do with scrooge Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and
3: um you know we just watched raiders recently and i love karen allen i could watch her at anything yeah she's she's real good (laughs) at this it's it's what I consider the true happy ending because I'm like he he's he's he he makes up with his uh in this movie his brother um he's um he's now um his assistant uh played by Alfred Wooder who does a great job with this they've kind of like um they kind of like bonded back again and he gets the girl so I mean it's like the <laughs> truest happy ending because like and like you said in all the other movies it's like um he's he's bonded with Cratchit and his family but. It's like he, it, it's just they mention Bell and then they just kind of throw her away. So, um. mm-hmm. and and you know with the meanness of it. You're right. That's what I appreciate
5: also. The the jokes in this movie. Yeah. I'll take one in particular. That Richard Pryor joke is so mean. Yes. But it's so good. Um, so I like the fact that they made him really sarcastic and nasty. So yeah. the ending. I think in this one is so over the top, but it's also the best ending of all of them. Yeah. It's just nuts. Yeah. And the Tiny Tim moment with the little kid. So. It, it's better than the other Tiny Tim moments do. It just breaks your heart. Yeah. Um, oh. oh,
0: that oh. kid was so winning, right? Yeah,
5: he's he's so good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I also
2: really liked how his siblings made him into the Christmas tree every year.
6: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm an only child, so you know, I I didn't have anyone doing that to me, and I didn't do that to anyone. So I just thought it was funny. It didn't bring back any sort of childhood trauma but
5: <laughs> but he looked so miserable you know? <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> there was so much humor in this and this had a star-studded cast too mm-hmm. i mean just um just a few i know there's many more but i i love john glover as bryce uh, as bryce as well so salisbury's um,
1: own john glover
3: salisbury's own yeah yep. so um <laughs> so i really love him there so um and carol kane i think she almost steals the show just when she comes in and just just her attitude, and just I love seeing somebody getting socked in the face, and she does it over and over <laughs> and over again, and even with a toaster, too. So, I, I just it's, it's just so funny seeing that. So,
2: and yes. just so much joy the entire time she's on screen, like she's yeah. clearly having the best time ever. Yeah,
5: when she blows raspberries on his stomach, I oh, yeah, I'm die. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, uh,
1: just the piggyback off Brad, you know, I mean, I think when I watched this movie, this was the last movie I saw, which which I actually appreciated because you know, the Alistair Sims, George C. Scott, well, basically all of them are pretty much a faithful adaptation, and this one modernized it and put a different spin on it, and you know, just kind of growing up in this time period you know, just a lot of catnip for me as far as We talk about the casting, you know, one, it's directed by Richard Donner. So at the beginning there's an action sequence and then Lee Major shows up with a machine gun. (laughs) And then, you know, it's just like randomly like Miles Davis and Paul Schaefer in this movie, you know, and, you know, just a a bunch of other, yeah, Alfred Woodard and, and, you know, Karen Allen, who's always great. And like, you know, it's just like Jamie Farr and Buddy Hackett and the solid gold dancers, you know, it's just like so (laughs) random and, 80s but also just very you know it, it's just great and i didn't realize that bill murray basically had taken a break from acting he had not done a movie you know the last movie he had done was ghostbusters and i think he'd done razor's edge and that didn't do too well and he's like he's like i don't know if i'm done so it took him a while to convince him to, to get back in the saddle with this and um yeah you know it, for it, a guy who hadn't acted in four years uh it's you know it's pretty. You know, it's. I mean, it's Bill Murray as though we know him now. It's just kind of a kind of a lovable jerk. Uh So, yeah. but
3: I don't yeah. know about so much lovable. He was. He definitely had the jerk part <laughs> down. But uh, but lovable was a little bit, um maybe a little uh different. But it was definitely close to that. So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, he's a he's a scoundrel. I guess is maybe is a better is a better term. The um,
0: modern yeah. Scrooge interpretation. Yeah. You know, the original Scrooge character is just horrible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to the core and yeah. needs a huge you know life readjustment um so in that way he was a good read good good interpretation of the character yeah. Yeah. there were some jokes that were very off color that oh, yeah. today would not fly and I, oh, yeah. I just you know anytime i watch a movie now that's from that era i just I'm always surprised at the casual racism that. Yeah. Pops up. yeah, I was like, "What's
1: with all the Chinese food hating?" I mean, just like, "Come on!" Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but I did cool. appreciate the Trump joke. Uh, yeah. Trump, Trump yeah. joke, uh, <laughs> where he compares uh, what was it, Kelly Trump Tower to like, like a sewer, an or actual sewer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, prescient.
1: Yeah, yeah. but uh, and uh, shout out to. Um, John Forsythe, who who plays the kind of Marley character, and you know, this is a guy again growing up in the '80s. You know, he was the voice of uh, he was at, he was the voice box in uh, Charlie's Angels, and like he was in like Dynasty. You know, he's like oh, Mr. Yeah. Suave guy, and he looks you know, he's definitely not suave when he first shows up there, and he's got a yeah. mouse and a golf ball coming out of his head. It's pretty <laughs> gross. Uh, so,
3: oh, I I had a fun time with that. That was that was great.
1: I mean, I enjoyed when he took that drink, and then like because he'd been shot full of cold, yeah. like all the drink, fell off. I mean, that was that, great. That, and uh, the only other thing too, I would shout out um, would be like uh, the Danny Elfman score, which um, yeah. you know it's just like the guy who did Batman and you know Edward Scissorhands, and of course he did Scrooge because it's a weird it's a weird Christmas movie, and like why wouldn't he do a yeah, score exactly. for it? So my uh,
2: my other favorite end joke so. As you mentioned, um, they're also doing a production of The Christmas Carol, and that's where Buddy Hackett and Jamie Fark come up. And they have Mary Lou Retton as Tiny Tim, which I just found so completely delightful. She's doing like (laughs) this insane gymnastics move and is then like, and God bless us, everyone. (laughs) I loved that part. (laughs) I forgot forgot about that. that.
1: (laughs) all right, well um I you know we talked about it um do we want to give a rating out of five I mean um and uh, any sure. other highlights um I don't know Rachel uh, do you want to go first Yeah. You- sure
4: yeah I you know I think I might be in the minority here and that I didn't really connect with this movie but I, I loved certain parts of it like. Um, there were some great jokes in it, and Carol Kane was um, my favorite part, probably. Uh, sometimes I felt like um, the delivery, uh, you know, um, of the lines was almost not really taken. I don't know how to put this. Bill Murray didn't convince me that he was a Scrooge. I guess is what I'm trying. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, no, I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> But sometimes he deliver the lines in a way that made me think like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're a Scrooge. But other times I just felt like he himself was trying not to laugh while being mean. So I don't know. That part took me out of it a little bit. Um, I, I'm going to go with um, 2.5 out of 5. Okay. It was
0: good, but
4: not really for me.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who? What's going next?
0: Um, I, I give this one a 3.5 out of 5. It was, it was fun, but definitely not my favorite of the six that we watched.
1: Uh, Keith, you want to go?
5: Well, I always go highest, and, you know, I'm Bill Murray fanatic. To me, you know, people, people say Ghostbusters is great. Ghostbusters is not great. It's good. I think this movie is better. It's funnier. I will give it uh, four stars. It's peak Bill Murray. Yeah.
1: Brad?
3: Um. I'm going to give it four stars as well. I, I do love Bill Murray in this, and I think he was not real happy while filming this. I think him and Donner kind of butted heads, if I'm remembering correctly. So, I mean, some of his lines might have come from that. And most of the shakeup they did, I kind of enjoyed, but some of it just kind of fell flat. Like, I don't think his redemption was really... I just don't think it was as sincere as some of the other redemption stories and other Scrooge movies. Um, it just seemed like... I do. I do think the um, the go the the Christmas uh, future scene where he's burning in the casket. I think that's probably one of the most scariest ones that we come across. But uh, but I still love it. It's still funny. The cast nails everything for the most part. So I I just enjoy. It. So I'm going to give it a four out of five. So
1: Kelly,
2: I'm going to give it a ten out of five. <laughs> 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 I just. I love it so much, and I mean, really, this is the version that I've seen the most. And I was probably ten or eleven when I saw it the first time. So, really, eighties sarcastic movies are just my total, my total jam. So, I love everything about yeah. it. I have no improvement suggestions. <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a three and a half out of five. I mean, again, it was it was refreshing to watch this one last of the six, um, it just kind of, um, kind of freshened it up for me. And again, the casting, you know, we didn't even mention like Robert Mitchum, who's like, you know, one of the America's greatest tough guy actors. And, you know, he plays the, <clears throat> he plays the TV, executive that's above, um, Bill Murray. And, uh, you know, speaking of prescient, you know, he's talking about how like maybe we should start adapting, uh, some programming towards cats and dogs, uh, yeah. because, uh, you know, you know, so uh, I thought that was like okay. That's
3: yeah. That that led to Bill Murray suggesting stapling uh, reindeer ears to a, a a mouse too, or a rat. So, um, I mean, yeah, yeah, that was that was Scroogian, I yeah. guess
6: you'd
1: say. But <laughs> yes. All right, all right. So uh, I guess one down, uh, <laughs> five more to go. Um, who, who wants to bring up one? I guess who wants to? Who, what's the next one we want to talk about?
4: i could go next okay so the one that i had wanted us all to review was the 1984 um version girl star starring george c scott um the reason that i wanted us to watch this movie is to me this is probably one of the best adaptations in terms of um sort of really capturing the uh the spirit of the book. I think that George C. Scott is a really good Scrooge. He is excellent at being mean. And I think that he takes the character through the arc really well. Um, You can see how he sort of starts looking back on his life and um, starting to realize where things went wrong and, you know, why he needs to change his ways. I thought it was really well done I think the atmosphere feels very Christmassy, which I love. I mean, this is a Christmas movie and it should feel Christmassy and that's one of the reasons why I love it.
5: Yeah, I mean, this one was a little a little slow, but for a reason it kind of it kind of slowed it down, I felt, to let you know, George C. Scott kind of fill the screen. And the other and it had, it had other actors in it too. And you know, if you think about his best roles, you know, I would say Dr. Strangelove and like Patton. This is up there. Mm-hmm. He's really, really good. You're right. He shows the full range of Scrooge very well. Yeah. I mean He wasn't my favorite Scrooge of the six that we're looking at here, but um, I think he was nominated for an Emmy for this, and well-deserved. So um, it was a very, very good adaptation.
0: Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it was made for TV?
5: Yes. Wow. Yeah, so what, what channel? I just know he got an Emmy, so I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't know what, TV, what channel is made for. But, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's interesting, because to me it is the – when I think of A Christmas Carol, I think of this movie and Rachel and I watch it every year. So it is kind of ingrained in me. So I, w- I just, in my mind, it's it was a movie release in the theaters, but that makes sense that it would be. Um, but I love this one. I love the music. I love the costumes. I feel like I'm in a Dickens novel when I'm watching mm-hmm. this movie. And I agree his portrayal of Scrooge, the whole arc is is just perfect. At the At the end when he's, finally taking Christmas to heart. He takes it so seriously. So I love that part. It's a little bit funny. It's a little bit emotional. Um, and one of my favorite parts is when Marley screams. <laughs> yeah, the Marley saying it's just so extra. <laughs> it surprises me every time. So yeah, I love it. And I would just like to say we should bring back parlor games. Those seem really fun. Oh
5: yeah. yeah. And, you know, this one, this one is not – all, they all have a religious element to it, but there's more religious um, I guess iconography. This one maybe I think when Marley appears, there's a painting of the Last Supper. Yes. And it's, it kind of plays that up, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I, I added more to it. It did make it a more – to me, um, one of the more genuine um, adaptations yeah. of Dickens.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I got to say, um, out of the six we've seen, I think if Scott was not the meanest Scrooge, he was definitely second. Um, just especially in the beginning of the movie I mean it just it's so he does it so well and just the the inflection of his voice just like it raises an octave when he in, in a lot more uh instances than uh, some of the other Scrooges, especially in the live action one so I think he really uh, really did a good job with that and I really love the spirits in this one because in my opinion they're the most snarkiest and sarcastic and just I don't want to say mean <laughs> but they're pretty they give Scrooge a run for his money and some of the, the the wittiness of them too. So I, I really enjoyed the, uh, the spirits in this one too. And, and, and I know the music was mentioned and I really love it. And I think it gives it a lot more of a dramatic feel, especially considered the, um, the, the other two live, uh, i won't say live action, but the, the more, uh, classical traditional. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I really love the music in this too. So, um, so yeah, it was, I enjoyed this. This one was pretty good. So.
1: Yeah, I think
2: yeah, I that's oh, 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 like um I actually made a note of that too. Um like in general, most of the movies I feel like Scrooge is, is just kind of grouchy, but not necessarily awful. In this one, he was awful. Like he was he was an actual monster of a person. Yeah. Um and I I think that's that's really important. Um somehow I hadn't seen this movie until this year. So it was, it was very fun. I, I liked it a lot too. Uh, I do not like the, uh, the two little children that are under the ghost of Christmas presents um, <laughs> robe. Those children are terrifying. <laughs> and and most, yes. <laughs> and I'm, I'm very glad most of the adaptations did not have them.
5: But you like the scary movies, so...
2: (laughs) I do, but I don't want it in my Christmas movie. (laughs) Unless I'm watching Krampus, in which case I do. But let me choose the horror. Don't don't throw it at me when I'm not
0: expecting it. Okay,
3: okay. Gotcha. I
0: also appreciate that they cast a woman to play Ghost of Christmas Past because in the novel, Ghost of Christmas Past is an androgynous uh, figure, so they're are just not as many female roles in this story. So it was, uh, I think, good for the director to uh, hire a woman. And, and it's surprising to me that it's the only one, I think, that we watch where that is the case.
1: You know, yeah. it's it's great for me to kind of revisit some of these old ones. And I don't think i would seen the George C. Scott one before, uh, before, we, before we did this. And um, one, it's just great to see actors that i know and respect and like kind of you know just kind of like randomly appear um you know richard e grant which i know is a favorite of Keith's. um yeah, you know he's yeah. bob cratchett in this movie and um yeah. ed woodward um who you know was the original kind of equalizer and uh, he was in the original wicker man um <clears throat> he's the ghost of uh, christmas present in this one but I-, I agree with you i agree with you all that um george c scott is probably like the least repentant of the scrooges <laughs> Um, yeah. Which is actually good because when he does make the turn, like you guys said, um, it, I, I appreciate it more. I mean, <clears throat> you know, we're we're gonna get into the Patrick Stewart version, and you know, I mean, that's the thing. I, I don't. I wasn't. I'm not really familiar with Alistair Sims before this movie. George C. Scott is. Um, you know, he does have a history of playing kind of cantankerous character so it's more believable when he's a jerk i mean and that's the thing that when we talk about the patrick stewart one it's a little one it's a little tough for me because patrick stewart is always a good guy so it's tough for me to see him be mean um but um I, you know i this yeah i just chuckled sometimes just like yeah george c scott's just like a jerk uh, in this movie like <laughs> Ebenezer really is just like he you know when the other scenes and the other movies when um you know you start to see how ebenezer is seen um, through other people's eyes where he starts to get why people don't necessarily like him um george c scott's just like no that's just the way it is like (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's the you know if you want this then it's got to be like that so like what's the problem so uh I appreciated that with uh, with his interpretation of uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. All right. Well, it's uh, ratings time again. Who wants to Who wants to go first?
0: I'll go
4: first again. Okay. So, like I said, this is my favorite one, and just give it five out of five. I, you know, I have a hard time thinking of anything that I don't like about it. It's just a very enjoyable movie to me, and I thought really well, um, Cratchit and, and Fred and everybody, everybody was cast really well. And yeah, it's my
1: favorite. Um, I'll go next. Uh, I'll give it a three and a half. Um, I, you know, I just, uh, like I guess I enjoyed the George C. Scott performance and, um, again, just randomly having, uh, people that I, I like, like Edward Woodward and, um, and, uh, Richard E. Grant just kind of pop in for these roles. Um, you know, I appreciate that. So uh three and a half for me.
5: I'll go three and a half too, simply because it's a great movie, but it's not as good as Scrooge. I, I like the humor. I gave Scrooge a four, so I'll go three and a half. And George C. Scott is fantastic.
3: Yeah. I'm going to agree with Keith. I'll give it a three and a half too for some of the same reasons. I think the humor is good. I just think, uh, especially with the spirits, but I just kind of like the, the Scrooge humor just a little bit more. Um And Scott was, was definitely probably one of the, He's probably the best, if not one of the better Scrooges of the, especially the movies we've seen, if not ever. So I'll, I'll give it a three and a half, but.
2: Um, I would go with four. Uh, probably I'm going to be giving super high ratings for all of them though, but <laughs> I appreciate how with this one, it's a story that we all know. Um, it was, I think the third or fourth I've watched of them. I watched them all this past week so I was really close to Christmas carol burnout, but I just thought it was really fun. Everybody did a good job. It was very entertaining, except for those kids who were terrifying.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ignorance and want. 5 out of 5 for me, it is probably my favorite version, or at least one that I would not mind watching over and over again, which I do every year. All
6: right.
1: All right. Who wants to go next? And which one should we do next?
0: Well, I'll go
5: next. But that's okay. You know, the only one i had seen of these was the Muppet Christmas Carol. And this is I number love this one movie. on yeah. Keith's
1: uh, Christmas Ooh. movie list of all time last year.
5: <laughs> yeah. Um, I just love this movie. It came out, I want to say in like 1992 or so, or it was yeah. one the 90s. And it was a couple years after Jim Henson had died. And, you know, I grew up with the Muppets. I'm a little older than the rest of you, but you know, the Muppets were my thing. And it was so sad when Jim Henson died and the fact that his son made this movie and it could have been a total disaster. And it's almost completely the opposite. Um, You know, to me, for me, Dickensian drama should really play out the ensemble and the Muppets do it in the silliest, funnest way, you know, little little mice and everything. And, you know, um, Michael Caine, I think this was right before he was in like every movie. He does kind of ham it up as Scrooge, but he does give Scrooge a real soul. Um, He's not the best Scrooge but he's in on the joke throughout and he kind of does it with a wink, but not too much. And i I love the fact that, um, you know, Gonzo and Ratso, the, the narrators are given so much more to do in this and they're constantly funny throughout. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I don't really talk about it, but I just, I just love the Muppets. And I love this movie. You know,
4: I love when Ratso breaks the fourth wall like all the time. Yeah. Gonzo is like in the house. This is happening, and Ratso says, "How do you know that? Wait, I can't see in there."
1: <laughs> yeah, I just like the part where like this is way scary, and we're just gonna leave. You guys can go on your own for a little bit, and we'll come yeah. back when uh when it <laughs> feels like it's appropriate. Yeah,
3: but but I gotta say the the that this is um I've never really the emotional impact of the tiny Tim character, I've got to say this, the Muffets movie was the one that made me feel it the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, but I just started, especially, um, in the future scene, uh, uh Christmas future where they, are showing the family together after tiny mm-hmm. Tim has, uh, has passed. And it's just, just them all together. just made me cry. Uh, it, not bawling, but made me tear up enough that made me, that made me, uh, made an impact on me. So, um, and I just, I did love the the musical pieces were definitely a different take because they were definitely a lot more frequent than uh, most of the other movies. Um, and I think they did a decent job of mixing like the puppets and the humans together and not, and it was, a, some of them were a little out of place, um, but I think they did a good job with that. Um, the, the one, I didn't really like Michael Caine much as um, Scrooge. And I know that he's probably going to, no, the, no, uh, but uh for me he was the least convincing scrooge i think so um especially when it came to his bah humbugs they just seemed to be so frequent it just kind of lost impact um that and just he seemed like um it's more of a repentance story like uh, when you first when they, when he's going through the christmas spirits, you can tell like when they go for the past um it's almost like he's pretty repentant when it gets like midway through Christmas present. And then it just seems like in the end, he was like already there, but, but I still love this movie. I think they did a great job with the musical pieces, the the puppets itself, and just the story. And plus Gonzo and Ratso are just great. They're just (laughs) hilarious. So, Mm
0: is the most fun absolutely I love the rats uh especially at the beginning when they're all working in the office and then they're on island time to, <laughs> because they don't want to make Scrooge mad because they're cold um but yeah I agree this one is is really fun I love the combination of the classic story with all of the Muppet tropes that we know and love, you know, when, at the end, when Scrooge shows up at Cratchit's door and Miss Piggy goes off on him, you know, it's just a classic (laughs) Miss Piggy scene. So you gotta love it. And yeah, I think really the only thing I didn't like about this version was, again, the ghost of Christmas past. I, I just always have a hard time with this character and I just wish it wasn't it was like an animation, you know, it wasn't a Muppet or a human. She was completely different. So I find it weird that they couldn't find any Muppets
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. for that role. That's out, out of, out of all the spirits, that one scared me the most. Just, was creepy. Yes, yeah. Just, just mm-hmm. the face of it, just floating in the air and just the child's voice behind it. It just, I don't know. I just, I just got a shake when I saw it first. I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, wait a minute, that's past. That it took me crazy.
0: out. I, think, I, I think know. It, it totally took me out of it, of this Muppet vibe, you know? Yeah. I was, I was, I
5: was oh
1: telling God, Brad.
5: That the Ghost of Christmas present was perfect. Yes. yes. It's just this huge, yes. giant goofball. Yes. And that was that, so that
1: fun. Was yeah. I was, I was telling Brad with the Ghost of Christmas past that, yeah, I was just, I'm glad I'm not the only one who was disturbed by it. I was saying that <laughs> it reminds me of how the spirits look when they open the. Ark of the Covenant and Raiders right before they <laughs> melt the Nazis faces off. You know, it just, it just kind of creeped me out a little bit. But um, I, I will agree with Brad too, that I think Kermit, I don't know, but like Kermit's interpretation of Bob Cratchit just like hit me the hardest. I don't know if he's just like Kermit's like, I just expect, you know, Kermit's always just very dignified and all that. And um, you know, just to kind of, see him kind of grit his teeth and you know just do what he has to do and you know the you know the tiny tim part uh yeah just really uh you hate to you hate to see kermit kind of go through that i think yeah.
3: and, uh, nobody nobody yeah. wants to see sad kermit so
1: yeah yeah you're right you're right
3: one
5: muppet quirk i love speaking of um you know kermit and piggy they're married of course yeah they have children but they have boy frog children and girl piggy children
3: because you don't want to confuse the kids. Yeah. And it's just, it's just really cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but it, it's also funny. Just uh Miss piggy camp cannot remember the names of the two. Of the two yeah. Yeah. So that, that, I got a kick out of that one too. So.
2: I also really liked how the the daughters were just like their mom. So like when they were doing the world's most begrudging toast to Mr. Scrooge, like they're just like, <laughs> just so annoyed with all of it. All right. All right. Well, also, um,
1: go ahead. Go ahead, Kelly.
2: Oh, I was going to say also tiny Tim is apparently the Beth March of a Christmas Carol. He sees good in everybody. And Probably even with the help of you know all the money they're going to be getting, probably still not long for this world. So that's
1: yeah. mm-hmm. that's unfortunate.
2: Dark.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, what do they say, right? They just like, well, you know, some people need to be depopulated, and that's the way it has to be. And like, right. like, yeah, <laughs> decrease the
0: surplus population. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: Um. I think what, what let's see here because I I I really did enjoy this one. Um, I and uh, I but I think in the end I gave it a three and a half as well, just because it's just a very solid adaptation. And um, yeah, I mean it's just you know I mean I think I'm always going to give something that's Muppet oriented um, the benefit of the doubt, and uh, maybe that kind of pulls another half star, or something like that out of it. But uh, it would, it would be three and a half for me. Yeah.
3: Mm. Yeah. I'm going to give it a three and a half too. Um, I, I I do love the, um, uh, my only negatives are Michael Caine and and he does a decent job. It's just, I don't know, just something doesn't sit right with me. And, um, just the ghost of Christmas past just freaked me out. Like the whole entire time it was there. I was like, I was like, Oh man, it it took away a little bit from me. So, so, um, I'm going to give it a three and a half. So,
5: well, it's my movie. And you know, this movie really saved the Muppets. You have to grade it a little bit for me for what it is. The Muppets were in real trouble. And this movie was just, could have been a disaster, but I, it's my favorite Christmas movie. So I'll give it four and a half.
4: For me, I, I have to give this movie five stars as well um, because I feel like it's a movie for everyone. I think everyone can enjoy it. And I love the music. I think that was a really clever idea I'm glad that they made it a musical the songs are really good um it's just a quality you know and I think you know I think Michael Caine did great but you know yeah he's not the best Scrooge but I think the Muppets ma- more than made up for that it, you know the Muppets were so great so I just think it's I think it's it's wonderful Yeah.
0: I love it, too. I'm going to give it four stars, and the only reason it's not a five for me is just, yeah, the the ghost of Christmas past. What (laughs) was that?
1: (laughs) Like I said, I'm glad I'm not the only one who's disturbed by it.
0: Oh,
3: yeah. yeah. I probably had nightmares on that one, So,
2: Mm. (laughs) Kelly? Uh, I would say solid four uh, for me, too. I, I think really the, the Muppets mm-hmm. made this one and Michael Caine is not the best Scrooge. Definitely. I would agree, but he's also not the point. Um, so
3: that's
2: true, yeah. I'm, I'm here for anything. The Muppets do forever. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, and uh, I, I, the other one, I just appreciate before we move on, um, Sam, Sam Eagle being like, you know, you will be a businessman It is the American way. And then someone's like, <laughs> like it is the British way. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm just,
6: I'm <laughs> Sam,
1: Sam can't help himself. Even, even uh, when he's in a, in an English period piece. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah. Um, all right all um, right. Who, uh, I, what do we got left? We have.
3: I'll, I'll go next. Um, okay. I'll go ahead and go about the, uh, the Mickey Christmas carol. Mm -hmm. Um, it's definitely the shortest out of all of them. It's only got 30 minutes. So there's some pieces that are, that are cut out of it. I mean, like they have no Fred subplot. Um, there's no mention of a sister or, um, any of that. And, And, and honestly, it's, it's a bare bones story about it, which I think, um, is definitely good for who it's targeted for, which is children um, unfortunately I'm 35 years old, so it kind of <laughs> takes away a little bit for me. Um, but the person who makes this movie is Scrooge McDuck. Um, he is, in my opinion, probably the best Scrooge out of all the six that are here. Um, he's definitely pretty close in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's just, he's so miserly. It's just, it's there. And, um, honestly the the future past grave scene is probably the scariest um scene out of all the six of them i gotta say just him falling into the the grave with um i, I forget the character's name just throwing a cigar in there lighting it on fire as he's trying to climb out it's definitely i'm surprised it was on disney plus for that but um but and honestly i think his repentance story is probably one of the better ones i mean it's just you can see it kind of gradually gets better and better and better until after the grave scene. And then it's just, it's there pretty good. But um, like I said, just there's a lot of it that's missing and I think it affects me and it definitely affected my rating, but it's still a good, especially for kids. It's definitely a good intro for a Christmas Carol. So.
0: Yeah. I like to watch this one at the beginning of the Christmas season because it's short. So, you know, still working i'm not on vacation yet so i can't watch christmas movies all day but i can take 30 minutes and watch mickey's christmas carol and just have a great time um so i like that it's short for that reason but i do agree i wish that there was at least a fan subplot you know yeah. there's no sister or character in this one so it's interesting to me that this is the only one where we hear future speak mm-hmm um and I agree it's pretty scary so but yeah this is a super fun one I really like it
2: this one is my other favorite um yeah I think Scrooge McDuck is the best Scrooge I I fully buy that all the only thing he loves in the world is his money um I think Mickey is a very fun Bob Cratchit yeah. I also, for sure, buy that he would be too afraid to use even one piece of coal that has not been allowed. You know, I <laughs> fully believe he would not fight to be warm. Yeah. But ugh, I love this one so much.
5: Yeah, mostly with you. I'm 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 kind of in the middle. I uh, they did they did leave a lot out, but it's it is so much fun. Mickey's great, and yeah, Scrooge McDuck is fantastic. I just I just watched it for the first time yesterday, so I'm still in the sink in, but yeah. It, it's it's even more than the Muppets, it's purely for the kids, but it's it's great.
4: Yeah. I agree. I think it's a it's a great kids movie. I think you know, the um your classic Disney characters are all there and it's fun to see them all in these new roles. Uh, I, I do think it's very fun, very cute. Yeah, you
1: yeah, know what
3: I'm sorry, go ahead Ben.
1: Um it was interesting to me because you know, kind of cramming all these this week, right? And one thing I found is <clears throat> almost all the other adaptations are pretty much faithfully about an hour, thirty, hour, forty minutes. And I, you know, I appreciate the compactness of just like being able to tell this story, even though they do cut some stuff out in but I think it's twenty six minutes, um, and you still get the same uh, flavor with that. And um, I appreciate that. And yeah, I mean, Scrooge McDuck, I mean, it's funny having really grown up watching DuckTales first and knowing, you know, just like Scrooge McDuck, you know, the dude who swims in the gold, in his gold piles and all that. And then like, actually like, this is like why he's called Scrooge McDuck. And like, this is, you know, uh, his, his original thing. Uh, you know, I, I, I appreciated that more. And um, I forgot the guy, I forgot the guy who voiced it. I mean, you know, Scrooge McDuck has become a, you know, kind of a, big disney character and you know it's voiced by uh doctor who you know david Tennant right now and all that and um he's just he's just good here you know i mean um it's just it's it's scrooge mcduck and he's i think he's the most charming i guess of all the uh all the scrooges i guess and you just um you know he's kind of a i won't say bad boy but like he just like you know there's there's more of a roguish quality about him that i don't see in the other Scrooges, I think. So, uh, you know, that's what I appreciate. It's um Alan Young. Alan okay, Young yeah, you. Alan Young. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think Earl when we did this when we did the review last year, I think Earl said that Alan Young, he also was like the voice of like Mr. Ed. I mean, he was like pretty legendary yeah. and stuff. So <laughs> And and
3: and I and I love how Jimmy Cricket is the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah. It's like Scrooge McDuck could just like squash him in his hand and he's like, grab a hold of me. And he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, what's he gonna grab? I was like, I just I found that a little, a little funny and a little perplexing. I was like, okay. So just seeing Jiminy him fly with Jiminy, it's just like, okay, it's it's a little bit disconcerting, but still funny to see. So
0: that is my favorite ghost of Christmas Past out of all of them. <laughs> Absolutely. Love Jiminy Cricket. <laughs>
1: All right, so um, who uh, where's this rank with everybody?
0: Hmm. I give it a four point five. Yeah, if if there were a fan character, it might bump it up to a five for me, just because it is so much fun and nostalgia for me. But yeah, four and a half. I would say four and a half too. I also really like uh, Mickey's
2: side hustle of getting extra money for doing Scrooge's laundry. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I mean what's that
1: big pot oh that's just that's just your laundry he's like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) um
5: i'll go go three and a half i didn't like it a lot
3: it's just a little slight yeah and um it's it's perfectly fine and very fun yeah Mm -hmm. um if i saw this movie 25 years ago i probably would have given it a higher score but since this is my first time seeing it um just so much story just missed out of it i gave it a two and a half um it's still good good right. show but i i know but it's just I mean, like i said i just if i was if i was younger when i first saw this and i might have more fond memories of it i probably would give it a higher rating but i'll give it a two and a half so mm. there's the scrooge right there yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well I
3: would, if, I could, if i could pull like a, if i could pull like a scottish brogue i'd do it but i can't do it so
1: i will counter i will counter uh, brad's review i'm going to give it a four just because um Again, I appreciate the compactness of it. And again, yeah, I mean, Scrooge McDuck, man, it's just. Yeah. Scrooge McDuck.
4: Yeah, I I think I'll give it a four as well. um, Because, yes, Scrooge McDuck is excellent. Mickey's a great Cratchit. And there is some of the best parts of the story missing. So otherwise, it might have been a five. But yeah, I thought it would. I think it's. And I I guess I have to keep it kind of short for to let the audience be as young as possible, but I think it's cute.
3: I mean, I, I understood why they did it. i just, it, it just threw me off a little <laughs> bit. So. yo sure. For sure.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. So have we all, we, we've all given our Mickey ratings. So yep. I guess we'll go with a, uh, with actually the, the first one, which is uh Alistair Sim which is, I didn't realize too, you know, I looked it up, right. Um, it's a Christmas Carol in America, but it's actually called uh, Scrooge in, uh, in uh, Britain. And, um, you know, I enjoyed this one. I was surprised, you know, it's the first one it's 1951, but I can see the lineage of George C. Scott and Patrick Stewart and all the other ones from Alice or Sim. Um, you know he just i i think he really embodies the the role really well and um you know kind of the black and whiteness of it it kind of you know it's like it just reminds me of you know like um you know it's a wonderful life and just like like old-timey christmas movies that are black and white um and uh so i i just enjoyed this one i i sup, you know i was surprised how much I did and how much it held up even because that was the first one I watched and um Dope. having watched the other ones too like just how I still managed to like it despite watching the other ones first and uh, the other ones uh, later on so
5: to me you know um I've never seen this but I will say that it's the six we've seen Alsterson is the best Scrooge. Um he's just maniacal. Throughout, yeah. you know he's glowering. his eyes when he sees ghosts he's pure terror he's maybe not the meanest but just plays it so large and the ending although i think the ending of scrooge is slightly better when he does that headstand and he's running around on the stairwell and he's yeah. so happy and dancing yeah. around with i don't remember his poor um servants I was her last thing, but miss missus whoever he gives her you know five shillings over i mean he, the, that scene is so joyful and it's yeah. just so fun to watch just seeing
3: the fear in her eyes as he's yeah. just like jumping all around just talking gibberish almost just hugging her Mm -hmm. and all that just seeing that just it was so funny to see so and um i think i kind of like this one a lot too because i think it focuses more on the relationships that he had with his um his ex uh and then with fan and then with fred i mean just it focuses a lot more on the relationships and most of them do. And I I really enjoy how they did that. So, and this was the first one I saw too. And like Ben, this one did hold up for me compared to some of the other ones. So. Mm
4: -hmm. I agree. I, I had never seen this until yesterday and I was absolutely delighted watching it. I was a pretty impressed with the, you know, special effects for 1951. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really good job. Um, and yeah, I thought Alistair Sim was a great Scrooge. Excellent. Um, it definitely did. It did feel like George C. Scott maybe studied this movie when he was, you know, getting ready for his because just I think it was really well done. Um, and I loved the end, the part at the end when he goes over to Fred's house and sort of makes up with him and, and meets his wife and they polka dance. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just so lovely. And I kind of got choked up during that scene. A couple of some of the Christmas carols do this scene better than others. And this was one of the good ones where he, you know, is meeting Fred's wife and he's like, you know, forgive me for being like the worst. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> or you know you've made Fred happy so I'm happy or you know just like the the delivery of that scene in this one particularly um made me I thought it was really sweet
0: I agree and I just love watching old movies like this the accents the just the way the acting is I agree the ending of this is probably my favorite ending out of any of them the screw he is hilarious at the end, right? When he leaps into bed and pulls the (laughs) curtains, it's just like, like a child. It's just, Oh, it joyful. Someone said, and I completely agree. I also like how this one is very stripped down. There's not a ton of bells and whistles, but it just feels like you are in Charles Dickens's London when you're watching it. Um, Just, you know, very kind of cold and gray and then at the end it you know it's in black and white so it's not in color but it feels like you know the world is in color a little bit so I liked that. Um, I, I also thought it was funny how I felt like they said the term keeping Christmas about 57 times in this movie. Yeah. You know, the concept of keeping Christmas is a really big deal. And they do, break, it is in the book, right? So that's why it's in the movie so much. But none of the other movies say it more than two or three times. So I was just like, okay, we get it. You you don't know how to keep Christmas. And now you know how to keep Christmas. What does it mean? <laughs> yeah, I loved, I loved it. It's great.
2: Um, I, I agree with everything else and uh, my my personal favorite part is when he realizes I guess how to keep Christmas and he tries to hug the housekeeper and she runs away screaming like I mean that's that's a very real reaction and I don't blame her I would also be terrified because you, know, you know that is not how he acts
1: yeah yeah I think there's um there's a weariness, right? If I remember that one correctly with uh, Bob Cratchit after after he gives Bob Cratchit the raise and everything like that. And he's just like staring at him. He's like, Who are you? Are this man crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure it's, you know, it's from the book and everything. But, you know, basically just like, you know, you might think I've lost my mind. It's like, actually, I've found, you know, I've come to my senses on some things. And uh, yeah. uh, so, um, you know, that's, that's good. I just, um, <clears throat> I don't know what it is, you know, Alistair Sims is a, is a, is a Scotsman. And then we also have, um, Scrooge McDuck. I don't know what is, I don't yeah. know if it's the Scots that really play it well or whatever, but, um, yeah. <laughs> I just enjoy this one. So it's too bad. We didn't have Sean Connery, I guess, as, uh, yeah. Scrooge. yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: that would have
0: that been would great. Have
1: been, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give the ratings. Like for me, it's a four. Um, and honestly, I mean, we have still got one to go, but I'm going to spoil it. I think this might be my like favorite one out of, uh, out of the six that we watched. So it's a four for me though.
3: Okay. Yeah. I, I gave it a four too. Um, I, I did enjoy this. Um, it's not going to be number one for me, but it's definitely number two. Um, so I just, I, I enjoy Sam. I enjoy the, the old, the, the black and white of it just gives it a, a more, um, it gives it more like an aesthetic feel like you're back in, um, like seventeen, eighteen hundreds London. So I, I, really, I really enjoy that too. And, uh, Sims great as, as Scrooge. It's, it's real good. And the supporting cast is pretty good too. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm going to give it a four. All
5: right. Well, I'll go four and a half. Um, this is, he's the best Scrooge. Just, if it's not the best, these six movies, it's, it's right up there. And it, Especially, like you all said, for a movie from the 50s, it's very well-crafted, yeah. and it's, uh, it's a great holiday movie.
4: Mm. I think I'm going to echo that and say 4.5 out of 5. Um, just a delightful movie, and I would rewatch it, definitely. Um,
0: for sure. I think it's great. I'm actually going to give this one a five as well. Um, I I thought I wouldn't like it as much as the George C. Scott because that one is my all-time favorite, but I thought for me, they were neck and neck, so. I, would say,
2: I would say solid four. Um, I feel like this one, except for Scrooged probably, like this one had the most palpable sense of fun. Like the the entire thing was just... Very fun. Um, Alistair Sims seemed to be having the best time (laughs) the entire way through.
0: And just, I really liked it. All right. All right. right. Am I introducing our last one? Yeah. Ooh, that's an interesting because this is the one that I did not enjoy, <laughs> so I'm really curious to hear what everyone's was. telling, it's telling
1: that we held it for last because like none of us we like super enthused.
0: <laughs> I was really looking forward to watching this one. I hadn't watched it before. I love Patrick Stewart. I love Star Trek Next Generation. I've seen him in live theater before. I think he's a wonderful actor. I do not like this adaptation and I'm curious to kind of explore it with everyone, but I mean, first of all, he's just not a believable Scrooge to me. Even just his aesthetic Scrooge would not waste money on shaving cream to have a perfectly shaved head. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Maybe it was was natural.
0: Maybe it was natural. Sure. But even, (laughs) even aside from all that, I just, you know, I hate the way they open the movie. No other movie does this, but it opens with Marley's funeral. Now I will say that is kind of true to the book, the book does mention Marley's funeral. And it's important to mention the funeral, because it's important that you know, that Marley was dead, dead as a doornail, right? Like, that's the whole thing. But they spent so much time on the funeral, too much time. And it's almost like they're trying to give Scrooge like this moral reason for how mm. being a Scrooge, you know, he sort of is drinking at the grave and saying, like, I swear, Marley, I will make our business prosperous, you know, and it's like, oh, or am I supposed to believe that you know, you're just like trying to help, you know, be true to your friend. Like, no, that's not, that's not really part of the story. So I just, that immediately <laughs> set me off. And then I don't know, like in the Marley Ghost scene, we're like debating the merits of capitalism in that scene. It's just, I don't know. I have so many notes about why I didn't like that. What was with the gold cumberbund on Ghost of Christmas <laughs> Past? What was with the score? There was like I, sad Irish music playing in the background. They were river dancing at the Fezziwig party. I I just didn't understand a lot of the choices. Um, he calls Fred's housekeeper my love. <laughs> Like I just there's just so many weird things in this movie. I didn't understand the choices at all. I hated this one.
1: <laughs> this is the uh I feel like I feel like this is festivus and you're like airing the airing of grievances. I'm right airing now. all my
0: grievances. Yeah. Yeah. The only good part about this movie, my favorite part is Belle's winter coat. It had a really cool hood when she put it up. <laughs>
6: that was nice.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, I I um <clears throat> for a lot of the same reasons, Julia, I I don't know. It disappointed me. Um, I think I mentioned before, um, it's tough for me because Patrick Stewart, like I said, is always a good guy. So to have him act nasty uh, towards Mm -hmm. people, it, it was just hard for me to buy a little bit. Um, I think, I guess this one was important in the fact that Patrick Stewart had done a one, a one man, uh, version of this, of uh, a Christmas Carol. Uh And so this kind of riffs off that, but it's wow. funny; it just doesn't really work. Um, the only other bright spot, I would I would say, um, this is an early appearance of Dominic West, who you know has been yes. multi in The Wire yeah, yeah. and a bunch mm-hmm. of other yeah. things. So um, I appreciated that. But like when when um, Scrooge wakes up after his encounter with uh, the ghost of uh, you know uh, 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 the future, he just really hams it up. He's like. Ha, ha, yeah. like he just i don't know what what's going on he just like really is going for it mm-hmm. and when he wakes up and he's like it's not joyful it's just kind of deranged a little bit and yeah. I, I i don't know i, I don't know is this yeah. the one too i remember is this the one with the Never mind. Actually, you know what? Never mind.
5: <laughs> Are they running together?
0: <laughs> they do blend together. I might, I might yeah. offend
1: somebody even if it even in the slightest way. So I won't I won't say anything. So <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: well, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go. I was just um, you know, I, I agree about the the weird laughing when he first, you know, uh wakes up on Christmas morning. Um, but I, I will say the things I didn't like about this were that Patrick Stewart was not believable. It I couldn't I couldn't you know suspend my disbelief enough for him to be Scrooge but I thought he did well after the whole deranged laughing thing once he got to like church and was like I don't know the words but then (laughs) someone with him and then he belts out the song I thought that was really fun um and then dancing at the Christmas uh dinner um at Fred's house I thought that part was was fine I thought it was good um but for me one of the things I couldn't put my finger on it for the longest time, but then I realized about halfway through the movie, I said, I I think the lighting and the set design of this movie was not great. Yeah. So I I think that took me out of it too. I was like, it's too bright. It's too, I don't know. I just didn't, it didn't look like a period piece. To. Well, it was a movie on TNT.
3: So the budget was probably not yeah. that. Oh. That was, this this is the other uh made for tv christmas carol so there was mm-hmm. two there was uh this one and the uh scott version so
5: mm-hmm. yeah and, it, and as you've all said you know, it, it's so disappointing because not only is patrick Stewart mis, mis, miscast in this he just kind of floats through the whole thing he doesn't really seem to even want to be there
6: yeah
5: i mean he's a really witty guy and i don't really blame him i'm gonna gonna blame him whoever wrote this for the for this version yeah um, they didn't use any of his wit, any of his edge. Mm-hmm. It's just there's no life in it. I, you know, yeah. I really didn't like this movie at all.
3: Yeah, in fact, he yeah. comes off wooden at some parts. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just like he's just saying the lines just to say them, and uh, he's definitely not a believable Scrooge. And it's it's I, I mentioned this for another one, but he's it's almost like he's groveling to be so repentant after like Christmas present. I mean, it's just like it's it's he he doesn't really have an edge to him. However, did, Ben did mention this. Um, I really do love Dominic West as Fred. I think he brings a life to it when he comes to the screen, and I really love Richard E. Grant as Bob Cratchit too. I think he really does. That's really right. Good. I misspoke before.
1: I thought Richard E. Grant was in the uh, George C. Scott one. It was in this one, but um, yeah.
3: So, but but I, I do love him as well. There, it's he's he's got a little bit of the just doesn't want to speak out of term, but he he still questions at times. So I I, I do I do love the supporting cast in this one. Um, just. Patrick Stewart should have not been Scrooge, so.
1: which again is 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 strange because this is adapted from his one act, yeah. his one man play. So you think I that mean, he would maybe, own it, and he doesn't, yeah. which is surprising. Maybe if, he
3: didn't, maybe if they did the one man show for TNT, I mean, it might maybe it would be better. I don't know. <laughs> so just um, it have been interesting him seeing playing the Ghost of Christmas Past, though I, I think that have been an interesting. Movie, <laughs> <for example.
1: laughs> They should recast it with Buddy Hackett and then we'll see what happens.
3: Yes. <laughs> yes. I'd watch that. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> Kelly, what did you think? I didn't
2: hate this one. Um, it It felt like for me, this one was almost more like, instead of Scrooge being visited by the three spirits, it was almost more like, this is Scrooge losing his mind and hallucinating. <laughs> <laughs> which was interesting i didn't hate it um i i think this is definitely the one i would not watch again
1: yeah yeah Yeah. yeah it's, right. it's surprising you know um but uh <laughs> i mean we we left a lot of adaptations uh kind of on the cutting room floor and maybe we can talk about them next year i guess but um
0: it's a good uh, idea yeah, yeah yeah um has anyone seen the jim carrey one i never have
1: i haven't seen I that have. one i didn't know i guess um in 1970 there's a musical albert finney is um scrooge and um hmm. and alec alec guinness you know obi-wan is uh the ghost of oh. uh, christmas christmas past i think so <laughs> wow that's interesting but yeah. I, for this one, for the Patrick Stewart one, I just would give it a three out of five, and that's probably the lowest one I think out of the six. But yeah. um, just it was, it's okay.
0: I gave it a one. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. F- humbug <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'm with you. I'll go two, just because
5: it's Christmas time, but not a good movie.
3: Yeah, <laughs> for Christmas um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a two and a half and it's basically just on the sole power of the supporting cast so um, this this would be a little bit of a spoiler but this would be the lowest ranked out of the six that I watched so
4: mm. I think I'll go with two out of five yeah I, it, it was like parts of it were okay but overall not my favorite
2: I'll say three because it's yeah, it's Christmas and supporting cast is good, and Patrick Stewart is always watchable. But uh, I, I kind of wish we had done any other one. But you know,
0: hundred and thirty plus, yeah. they can all be winners. Yeah. I'm glad we had one that we kind of. I think feel like this is one we kind of universally agree is not great, and then the the Sims one we universally agree is really good. That was our. So I've been keeping a spreadsheet this whole time. Nice. So <laughs> I know yeah. the average rating for each one. So. Number six, the one we liked the least was the Patrick Stewart one. 2.25 was the average rating. Then next up is um, a p- pretty big jump. We, we liked fairly well the rest of them. So Bill Murray's Scrooge, 3.75. And then we have a tie between the Muppets and George C. Scott. Uh, sorry, no. Then we have Mickey at 3.833. And then the Scott and, Mupp- uh, Scott and Muppets, 4.08. And then number one is the Alistair Sims, 4.33 average so that was our collective favorite which i'm not surprised
2: did, yeah. did you put down that i gave scrooge to 10 out of five scrooge
5: is Wait,
0: let me let me recalculate that. <laughs> <laughs> oh look at that it's our favorite now <laughs> <laughs> well if we you guys done. could pick yeah. If you could pick any actor to play Scrooge in another adaptation, is there mm-hmm. someone you'd like to see play him? Hmm.
1: You mean, um, out of the, like just out of the whole universe, or like yeah, like your yeah. like your oh, wish wow. list? That's Gee. hard.
4: Oh, oh, I have one. Okay, his name is just escaped my mind. I just think of him as um the guy who always dies, the guy who played <laughs> Ned Stark.
5: Oh, wow. oh, Sean no, Bean. Sean, Sean, yeah, he'd be yeah. good.
2: <laughs> would be a great screen. Would yeah,
3: so,
1: I would, I would. watch that. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's yeah, tough. Yeah, you know,
3: you know, um, I'm probably going to get some flack for this, but maybe um, Danny DeVito. Um, <laughs> I, 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 it, it would be an interesting one. Seeing that
0: go. would be really funny. <laughs> yeah. Would, uh, definitely in a comedy version.
3: Thank okay. you. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Maybe Sir Ian McKellen. Oh, yeah, he
1: great. would be. He uh, would be good. Yeah. Um, oh, wow, you know, because there's so many. Like, um, I think it, so many actors have taken a shot at this thing. Like, um, yeah, BBC had a. I look, BBC had a miniseries last year. Guy Pearce, um was was uh, that, and then I think Tom Hardy was in it too. I don't know who Tom Hardy no. was, but um i can't imagine tom hardy being like bob cratchit uh that would be weird um but um oh man uh i don't know i'm just gonna throw one uh, i'm gonna just because i think he would i just love hearing his voice and i think he could play it um i'll just throw it out there on the spot i would say ian mcshane you know from like deadwood and Mm -hmm. a bunch of other things just because i think he has the great dictation and uh i think he could (laughs) He could be a jerk if he wanted to be. So,
5: well, yeah. I think we could mix it up eventually and have a woman play Scrooge. Yeah. Yeah. True, Judy Dench has lost her voice, but she would have been great. You know, there's yeah. so many,
4: yeah.
5: so many British names that so would be uh it would be great in this. But I think I don't know who would do it. would be there'd be an outcry if you made it a female uh, Scrooge, but it would be fun. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, yeah, I guess you cool. you'd go. Um, I mean, you know, the that'd default right. is always Meryl Streep, right? I guess Meryl Streep <laughs> or or. Glenn Close. Well, Glenn Close was kind of what's what's Glenn Close? Corella Deville? I can't remember. I mean yeah. Kind of been, uh, yeah. yeah.
3: I, I kind of cheated on this one, but I kind of looked uh, the second name I come upon actually I think works uh, Anthony Hopkins. Mm. So,
1: yeah, he would be good.
3: Yeah.
2: So for sure. If we do want to do the gender swapped one, I think Tilda Swinton would nail it. Oh yeah, no, she'd be yeah. good
6: too. Ooh, Absolutely.
1: yes. <laughs> Yeah, and one Cool. She, she would be good too. Um, Brad, you had actually had like, so you have the rotten tomatoes of of the six.
3: Yes, I do. And um, just for a little um, um, backstory for the critics, um, because I don't believe they were they were TV uh, movies. I guess uh, the Scott version and the um, Patrick Stewart version did not have a ranking for critics. But I did look up critics and audience for all six movies. Um, do you want to take a crack to see who had the best critic ranking? And this one, I put an asterisk by, but because um, it has a low number. But Muppets,
0: um, Muppets,
3: Muppets. Okay, I'll go with Muppets too. Muppets.
4: I'm
2: gonna go Muppets. Yeah. Muppets. Um, I'm gonna say Scrooged.
3: Scrooge. Okay. And it'll
2: make me mad if I'm right. <laughs>
1: um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna go with a G-rated one. I'm gonna go uh, Mickey.
3: Well, I think Ben cheated.
1: No, I didn't. It is, but...
3: it is the Mickey version. <laughs> um, it actually has 100% by the critics. Whoa. Um, there's seven critics who ranked Uh-oh. it. So um, so I'm going to go down to the next one, and it's actually the Sim version. The Sim version has 85% on the critics. So,
1: Well, well um, I mean, that was our uh, favorite one. The, the
3: Muppets yeah. one has 76%. And unfortunately, bringing up the rear is Scrooge with seventy-one percent. what is
1: the Where's the Patrick? Oh, uh, you said the Patrick Stewart one because it's a TV one, doesn't have one. Yeah, they, yeah. they
3: didn't do that one. Yeah. So um for the audience, do you all want to take a crack? See which one was the
4: highest? Muppets. It's got to be Muppets. Yeah, I hope so.
5: I'm going to go Scrooge. People love Mil Murray.
4: Yeah,
1: that's true. I'm just going to stick with Mickey. It'll be either Mickey <laughs> or Muppets. I think because it's just uh,
3: well, kids. once again. Ben is correct. It is the Mickey version. Um, <laughs> it's ninety percent for the audience. So, um, but I was, once again, I'm going to put an asterisk by that. The next one is actually the Sim version. It's eighty nine percent for the uh, for the audience. So, why does that why does that need an asterisk? It's great. No, no, no. The Mickey version gets the asterisk. Asterisk. The okay. Mickey. Okay. So, um, the next one in line is uh, the Muffet one at eighty five percent. Uh, seventy-five percent for the Scott version. Um, seventy-two percent for the Patrick Stewart version. And once again, Scrooge for some reason bringing up the rear at seventy-one percent.
6: So <laughs> wow, yeah.
0: it's pretty close to our rankings, and also the audience and critics' choices are pretty close to each other. It's interesting.
1: Well, I could see the Scrooge one just because. You have to be in the mood for it, and if you don't, if you're a traditionalist, then it might be too far field for you. Yeah. To to Plus, watch that there, version,
3: there's a lot of mean spiritedness in that <laughs> movie, a lot of it. So if uh, I, I guess if you're offended, um, it could be drop some stuff on it. So. But.
1: All right. All right. Well, um, I appreciate um that we could kind of get together and do a crossover like this um it's a great subject matter and like we could do the same episode next year with six different ones like i said the albert finney one is out there we could dig up the the old old school ones that are from like 1912 that are only like five minutes long
0: (laughs) oh there's also there's a really bad one that came out last year that was on something like fx channel that takes a really dark gritty and i
3: Oh, yeah.
0: I, I couldn't really make it through, so we could hate watch that one too. <laughs>
3: the question is will it be lower than the Patrick Stewart version? I guess it so.
0: might. Well, for me, I gave Stewart a one. So. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, there's always the dreaded half star. So, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And we have a um, Great, Oh, girl. sorry, Ben. Good.
2: Um, As I was looking through, there is a Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol. There's a Flintstones <laughs> one. Oh, yeah. And and this one actually hurts one of Carrie Fisher's last movies is a a, it's got to be Lifetime or Hallmark or something a movie called It's Christmas
0: Carol Carol oh yes I know which one you're talking about oh there's also one where who is it it's a female Scrooge so there is actually a gender swap um is it is it the Christine Baranski one that's
2: on Netflix now where Dolly Parton is an angel <laughs> no, uh,
5: that's so. That one- yeah. Um, you know, it's not a movie or anything, but if you want to see one of the weirdest TV episodes of all time, there's one on WKRP where <laughs> I was watching this just the other day, just about a month ago, just trying just, um, to remember it. Where Johnny Fever, one of his uh, joints, gets in the hands of Mr. Carlson, and Carlson has this hallucinatory dream where he sees the three ghosts. He doesn't learn anything because it's WKRP, but it's really funny.
1: i'm looking at the i'm looking at the wikipedia list i mean we're we're kind of going long but let me just run through a couple ones that maybe next year if we do it um there's actually a animated short film called a christmas carol from 1971 alistair stim and um somebody else actually reprised their roles in the animated version so i'd be curious to see that one bugs bunny bugs bunny has one too so that could be our other cartoon uh Besides the Flintstones, um, you know we could uh, do
0: this like for years and years. Yeah, to come. there's yeah. so many. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, yeah. yep.
1: I did yep. look it up, and
3: it looks like there's a couple um, female Scrooge movies. One's called Miss Scrooge, uh, which stars uh, Cicely Tyson. Oh, um, okay. And then there's one called Ebby, which um, I have to look it up real quick. Uh, um, looks like it stars um, Susan Lucci. So really, Ebby um Scrooge so
1: there's um just two more um there's a musical from 2004 uh Kelsey Grammer is in the starring role Judy Garland is in there though um which is interesting and then yeah. the one maybe this is the one maybe this is the one you were talking about uh Julia uh from last year uh Guy Pierce as Scrooge Andy Circus is the ghost of Christmas past Charlotte Riley is Ghosts of Christmas Present. Stephen Graham is Jacob Marley. Let's see here. Um, and some oh, interesting. Ones.
0: No, I think the one I was thinking of is the Cicely Tyson one, um, and she was a good Scrooge. Uh, she had like this pinched mouth the whole time. And has this like <laughs> nasally voice. So that would be one to yeah. yeah.
1: If we want to hate watch one too, there's one with the Smurfs from 2013. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no. oh, yeah. Smurfiest <laughs> Christmas ever.
0: Oh, oh my gosh.
1: Right. Well, I think. Um, we're almost, I think at 90 minutes and I think we're getting a little punchy here. So uh, maybe we should wrap it up. <laughs> um, but I, I think I speak for the, uh, for uh, the uh, movies and meal podcast crew, but um, you yeah, know, I'm glad we got to cross over again and uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get to do it soon. Um, you know, yeah. sooner than later, but um, uh, I don't know. Um Geez, I don't know how to, how do we wrap up a joint episode? Um, do you guys want to plug your, what, do you want to plug your stuff first and then Keith can plug our stuff? Um.
4: Um, yeah, I can do that. Sure. So if you want to listen to our podcast. We are what you should read on pretty much every podcast platform you can find Apple podcasts, um, Spotify, Stitcher, Google podcasts, all of those. And we have a social media presence. We are um WISR underscore podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. You can email us at what should read podcast at gmail.com. And um, we also are on Goodreads. So we have bookshelves for every episode so that if you listen to an episode and you want to go back and look at the list of books and find them on Goodreads, you can find us at what you should read podcast on Goodreads. And yeah, follow us.
5: All right. awesome. And for the Movies in a Meal crew, you can uh, catch up with us at Movies and a OG at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Movies and, a meal, and we're definitely on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. So check it out.
1: All right. Well, um, uh, <laughs> I guess um, I'll do this. We'll, the Movies in movie, a Meal crew will sign off, and then uh, I'll leave it to uh, you guys to sign off. So for Movies in a Meal, I'm Ben. And Keith, it's Brad. Peace.
0: And for what you should read, I'm Julia. I'm (laughs) (laughs) Kate.
4: We didn't go in our usual order.
0: (laughs) 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 Merry Christmas. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) On that note, to one
3: and all.
1: (laughs) All right.